piece today called Cooties. I'm not pointing at you, Ryan. I'm pointing at the sign. Um, and, and we're looking at what we're going to be looking at in this series, because I know it hope, maybe it intrigued you a little bit, is um, the cooties that we can have in our relationships uh, with other people. And we're going we're gonna to spend this week and next week talking more kind of in general about, about these cooties that we have in relationships. And then we're going to kind of narrow it down and talk specifically about marriage in the third week and then about families in the fourth week. And so, but it's going to cover the whole thing. So wherever you find yourself, um, I think each week will give you something to look at. I have a question for you. Would you raise your hand if you've ever taken a selfie? Raise your hand if you've ever taken a selfie. <laughs> Great, Daryl. <laughs> um, now, I was thinking about this the other day. If, you, if, if someone's under the age of maybe 20, they might not really get what it would have gone into if, let's say when I was in high school, if I took a bunch of selfies, because there wasn't digital photography. You know, nowadays you look at a photographer like a professional one and they take a picture, Joyner, you do this. He takes a picture with his awesome NASA camera with a giant lens, and then the first thing you do is what? You look down at the screen, right? Because you immediately go, did I get the shot? And if not, you take some more. Okay, you can go down and get a drink of water now since I called you out. Um, but we didn't do that when we were growing up. It's like you took the picture, and then it was kind of like it was going to be Christmas later because then you took the film after it was compl- full, so it might be a while, and then you took that film to a store, and then you paid money for that film to be developed, and if you really like that picture, you paid more money to get more, sh- more, picture, more of those pictures made, developed, and you brought it home. So selfies just didn't, I mean, that, that's a new word. I think it's in the dictionary now, but... Um, I mean, it was just like at this weird thing. And so before digital cameras, a lot of us, there was a certain day at school that a lot of us dreaded, picture day. And what you do is you walk in on picture day and you put your hands on an encyclopedia. That's a, Shanna, that's a paper version of Google. It's like a book. And I'm just getting on to people today, aren't I? I'm sorry. And so, and you, t- you put your hands on the encyclopedia and you smiled and whatever you were doing in that moment when the photographer took the picture, that was it. And that was, oh, hey, see there? Not bad. Not bad. I want to bring, see, okay, not bad. So far, so good. Okay, here we go. Oh, okay, now let's leave that one there for a minute. Here's what you don't understand about this picture. I spent probably... 15 minutes trying to feather my bangs and you see how well that turned out in the bathroom at school with like the pocket comb anyone ever do the pocket comb okay try that it was like the fancy like red okay but then now but then I got wise because my hair didn't really have a lot of body so I got wise and then I got a perm oh so sad and forever and ever and you can see obviously I didn't sleep well the night before I have bags under my eyes I don't know I'm, not, I'm stopping it there. I'm not showing you anymore. Okay, that's all you got on me. But it's there forever. It's like that is it. And that forever captures that, that year of school. And there it is forever. And we just don't do that anymore. We have the option to change it and do stuff. And I promise we're going to get somewhere in a minute. Things have massively changed. And, and what we find now is we are people who can, we can look at our, we take a picture, and if we don't like it, we take another picture. If we don't like that, we take another picture, and we keep doing this thing and then, until we find one we like, but then we do something else with a picture we actually like. 
And this is kind of what I want us to think about today. So we find a picture we actually are willing to put out there for anybody to see. But before we do that, what do we do? We put something on it called a, a filter. So we actually have a picture we like, but then we filter it even more. And so we can change the, you know, the color. We can you know, make it black and white. We can, we can make it brighter, sharper, contrast, whatever. You can remove red eye. You can remove triple chin. You can not really. That would be awesome. And you can do all these things with a picture that you actually like, and then you filter it. And we put a filter on it, and then we put it out there. And what we do, and this is where I want us to kind of focus in, is I think for a lot of us, We've taken this, and I wanted you to give an idea of pictures here so we can kind of understand it and go, okay, I understand this. Is we've taken this in regard to our relationships with other people, and we put filters on them. And we live in a world now where it's very easy for us to never really have face-to-face conversation with people. It's very easy for us to never really engage. It's very easy for us to go through an entire day and never lock eyes with somebody and yet carry on a lot of major conversation, maybe even deep conversation, maybe even difficult conversation, maybe really challenging relational issues, and it's all happening in text. And we all know what happens in text, right? Because you completely understand the tone the person's using right and you never like is all caps are they yelling at me right now you don't know and so we lose this and what i really think is that because of the of the the technological world that you and i live in now i think it's always been true but i think it's getting harder is that we have developed and we are developing every day relationship cooties to where we go to great lengths to not have to have the face-to-face conversation, to not have the, the hard um, issues, to where we can just, let's throw some filters on it, and, and let's, just, let's just do all this in text, and let's just, let's just make everything look like it's okay. And I really think it's causing issue in how we do relationship, real relationship with each other. We've developed these cooties. I mean, we're so used to be able to, to do this, to, to edit what we say. Any Facebook users, you, you can put something out there and then immediately go up and hit that little triangle, the little arrow that's pointing down and click on it and edit what you just said. Maybe for grammar or maybe because you really regret something you just said. We're just deleted altogether. And we can put filters on our images, and we can filter what we say, and we can do all this to the point that I've noticed this. I know a lot of people who really do not know how to have face-to-face conversations about serious life issues, relationship cooties. And this is not just a younger person deal. This is not just a younger person issue. Let's be clear about that because... What we can, uh, it's obvious, I can go up to someone and say, how you doing? Now, we're looking at each other, but there's a filter there that says, great. Hey, how's your marriage? It's wonderful. But there's a filter there that's saying it's wonderful. Hey, how's your relationship with God? It's amazing. And there's a filter there because in reality, when you ask that person, hey, how you doing? And they say, great. Behind that filter is, I had some tests done this week and I'm waiting on the results and I can't sleep. How's your marriage doing? The filter says great or wonderful, but behind the filter, it's kind of like, eh. 
How's your relationship with God? Amazing. That's what the filter says, but behind the filter, they're saying, you know, I really don't even think about God except for maybe an hour or a hour and a couple of minutes a week. So we put filters on too, whether we're in social media or not, whether we have a, a device or not, we have learned to use a filter. I mean, if you really think about it, Adam and Eve were kind of like the first people that ever use a filter. Those fig leaves were a filter. And the moment that they sinned against God, they put on a filter. They were ashamed and they didn't want to show themselves and they hid from God. And I think you and I, I think we're kind of developing relationship cooties and we need to name it we need to see it we need to notice it we need to talk about it a little bit so that we can do what we can to avoid it to to recover from it to get the antidote to it now here's what you know when in regard to these cooties think about this here's what happens today um your phone rings right your, your phone rings and it rings and you look at it and you go what, what's the first thing you decide? Are you going to answer it? Most of us go, I'll just let it go to voicemail. I'll see what they have to say. So you let it go to voicemail, right? Because we have cooties, right? And then after it goes to voicemail, we listen to the voicemail. And then how do we respond? Do we call right back? Text. We text back the answer to the voicemail. Because we have relationship cooties. We have gotten to a point where if we can't control what's going to be said and what the outcome's going to be, we don't do it. If we don't know what's in front of us, if we don't know where the conversation's going to take a turn, if we don't know what the other person's going to ask of us, then we, don't, we avoid it. This, we've developed this. But in my day, I didn't have an iPhone. I didn't have an iPhone. I had, this is called a telephone. Right here. This is exactly like the phone that Coach Kebler had in his house. It was hanging on a wall. Equal opportunity offender today, I am, right? So then the phone rings, ring, ring, ring. Where is the, where's the caller ID? The phone's ringing. I can't, where does it print out? Where does it show who's calling me? We don't know. So you, you have to answer the phone. Hello? I don't know who's going to be on the other line. Hello? You just don't know. And what are they going to ask of you? They, are they going to ask you to, to help them? Are they going to ask you to do something you're not very comfortable doing? What's going to happen? See, this has become foreign to us. We have relationship cooties to the point that if we don't know where it's going, if we don't know how the conversation is, if we don't know what's going to be asked or said of us, we just say no. We, we avoid it. We, we remove ourselves from it. So we have these cooties. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 is the passage I want us to look at this morning. But, but before we read the text, here's what I, I want us to, to think about. Because the more filtered our lives are, the more filtered our lives are, the more difficult it is for us to have like real authentic relationships. I truly believe this. The more filters we put on, the harder it's going to be. And so it's, it's easier then for us to kind of acquire these relationship cooties. And by nature, this is true, we are, we are insecure people and we don't always feel that great about ourselves. And so the, the draw to throw on a filter is very real. 
I mean, it's, it's, I'm not making fun of you for using a filter today. I mean, I, my daughter's absolutely beautiful, but I still put some filters on her pictures. I want you to see the beautiful green of her eyes, so I'm going to find the best filter for that to really pop. So, if you don't, if, in case you're going, Shannon, come on, do we really use filters? Do we really do it that much? I, I did some research on some of your social media platforms this week. Um, and this is what we discovered about your filters. We found, what we did is we found the original pics that some of y'all took, and then we, and we're going to show the filter that you ended up using on the pic, okay? So the first one we got is, um, is this one, JD, okay? So here he is, looking good. Now, he does what a lot of people do. That's probably a couple of years ago. So we always use several years before. You know, I like to use pictures from like 1983 that's, and say it's now. Um, but so here's J.D. But he, you know, J.D., he's like a lot of us, and he put a filter on here, and here's what he ended up doing. This is he, this was the filter <laughs> that J.D. used. And blonde hair, blue eyes, there it is. Um, I mean, and, it, you know, there's J.D., but, you know, it's the filter, and then I found another one. So here's one. Found Joe Ed Holt. He's not here. He'll be here at 11. We can make fun of him. Uh, Connor's photo bombing in the background. That's awesome. But, you know, Joe Ed, he, he, he likes to be on social media. We see him a lot on there. And then we found a picture that he of this he took, and he filtered it, and this is what he did. There he is. So <laughs> this is what we do. We put filters. We put filters on our life. I'm glad I could make you laugh today. We put a filter on our lives. We, we've developed these relationship cooties, and we cover what we don't want to see and what we don't want other people to see, and we have a filter there. And, and the problem is, is that we are starting to live, instead of the filter being every now and then, it's almost as if the filter is now all the time that we're always living with a filter, that we always have that, that filter that says, no, everything's okay, and I really don't want you to see who I really am. I'm going to offer you the person that I want you to see. I want you to love my duck face selfies, which, by the way, have absolutely zero attraction value, by the way, just, just so you know, okay? Let's just stop with the duck face. And if you don't know what it is, you're not missing anything. Um, but we do this, we put this out there, and so, and even our friendships, even what we would call friendships today have changed. We're going to look at the scripture in a minute, but I'm really trying for us to, to see where we are. This is what we've come to. Our friendships have changed so much so that um, 25% of the average American, 25% would say that they have zero close friends, zero Zero. Is that up there? Yeah. No close friends. But the average Facebook user has 328 friends. And here's the deal. Some of you are sitting right now going, I have so many more than 328 friends. Oh, wow. It's amazing the number of friends I have in Facebook. But now look at that, the, the this disparity between the, the, the friends on Facebook and just in real life. The average person says they only have two close friends like two face-to-face -face close friends. So, and that number continues to grow and grow and grow. 10 years ago, um, or I think it was 20 years ago, um, the average person had six close friends. So that number's dropping. 
while our online friendships are growing. And there's nothing wrong with that, staying connected. I have friends from high school and college that I've connected with that I otherwise would have no idea what's going on in their life, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me to think that that is my true life and that's where I'm living it, I'm missing out. And I'm gonna be living in a filtered world where I get to control every aspect of that. And that's just not the way God designed us. He designed us to be in a relationship with each other. And you know what? Sometimes those relationships are messy. And so we have relationship cooties. And if we don't remove this, this filter this, this, and, and sometimes and develop this face-to-face relationship, we're just going to be in trouble. So here's, let's look at this passage in 2 Corinthians 3. Beginning in verse 16 and 18. And, and I want us to, I want to pose the answer to how do we, what's the antidote to relationship cooties? What is, what's the antidote to this? How do we avoid this? How do we not just be swallowed up by this? And very simply, it's a very simple answer, which usually the simple answers are the hardest to, to, to apply. But the very simple answer to how we can avoid the relationship cooties is to just allow Christ to be the one to start to remove those filters in our lives because he is showing us who we are in him. And so we, are, we see time and again how the things we have tried to cover up, he has said, no, that's, you, don't, you don't have to hide this. This is who you are. Quit trying to change your identity. This is who you are. And this is what it says here. I want to set this up briefly. Paul is writing this, and he's referring in this passage, he's referring back to an Old Testament passage where Moses had just gone up and received the Ten Commandments from God. And when he came down, his face was glowing because he had been in the presence of Almighty God. His face was glowing. And so he put a veil on it. Now, a lot of people, and I know that growing up and reading this a little bit, I had this idea that the reason that he covered his face was because other people couldn't see see the glory of God, but that's really not what happened. If you study the text, the reason Moses covered his face was because the glow was fading. And he was the leader of the people, and he had been talking to God, and he did not want God's people to see that the glow of him being in the presence of God was leaving. He was, I don't know if ashamed is the right word, but it was like, I'm supposed to be this leader, and I've had the glow of God on my face, and now the glow is starting to fade, and so I'm going to wear a veil. And there was a filter there. There was a filter there. And so this is what Paul's referring to when he writes this, talking about God's people. Whenever, though, they turn to face God as Moses did, here's the part, God removes the veil, and there they are face to face. They suddenly recognize that God is a living, personal presence, not a, not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete, and we are free of it, all of us. Nothing between us and God, our faces shining with the brightness of his face, You see, there's no filter there. And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. See, there's no filter in this. There's nothing filtering this relationship with us and God. Anyone here want want God to filter his relationship with us? Anybody desire that? 
Anybody desire for Jesus to filter his relationship with us? Anyone here desire for the Holy Spirit to put on a filter in how he works in your life this coming week? Anybody want that? I don't want that. So why then do we want to put a filter between us and God? And why do we want to put a filter between us and other people? We have relationship cooties. And the very simple answer as Paul presents to the people here in this church in Corinth is, is when you are in the presence of God face to face, there is no need for a filter. There is absolutely no need for a filter. And for you and I to spend time in the presence of God and to understand who he is and who we are in him, it starts to show us those things where we don't need to put a filter on. We don't need to have this filter. We don't need to, to draw all of our um, you know, self-worth from a bunch of like buttons. Because the reality is a lot of us, we're living for likes, but on the inside we're dying. We're longing for love because of those relationship cooties, because of those filters. And this is the world that is continuing and it's really, it's not gonna change and it's really up to us. Are we gonna live in a world that continues to give us options to be separated from one another? To have the filters, to multiply the filters. Are we gonna choose to, to understand that, that close to close relationship we have? I mean, think about this in regard to your closest relationships, whatever they may be, friendships, family, marriage, dating, whatever it may be. Do you want a filter in there? You know, do you really want a filter, husband and wife? Do you want a filter as you're getting ready to get married and working towards that? Do you want filters in there? Parents, do you want filters between you and your kids? Now, your kids might say, well, actually, a filter or two might not be bad. But the more that you can present a life to them that says, I don't have any filters with you, so it's safe for you to not have filters with me. The closer that relationship can be. We have relationship cooties. And I'm so thankful that God does not have that with us. I'm so thankful that when we are in his presence, we can glow with the brightness of who he is in us. And we don't have to hide that from anybody. And if anything, the shame that Moses may have felt, I mean, you know the only thing he wanted to do was run right back to God, not so that other people would see the brightness, but because he wanted to be back in the presence of God. So we've got to move away from this. Here are this same passage that might sound more familiar to you from the New Living Translation, verses 17 and 18. For the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? What does it say? There is freedom. You don't need a filter with freedom. There's nothing to hide from with freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. How do we get rid of these relationship cooties? We turn to the Lord we desire his presence. We seek his presence as Moses did. He defines who we are. He, he affirms who we are in him. He does show us the things that we need to work on or change or, or, or make better or, or repent of or any of those things. He does that. 
but we are in his presence and he affirms us. When we do that, we, with unveiled faces, unfiltered lives, we're being transformed into the image of Christ. That's what scripture says. That as we spend time with him, we are being transformed into his image. And if there's any image we ever want to portray, if there's any image we ever want to put out there, there is no better image than the image of Christ. Let's pray together. Lord, I just pray that you're starting the process of us thinking about how we have put so many barriers, filters, veils, what, all the different words we can use on this, how we've done this in regard to our relationship with you and also with others. And Lord, we, I know that as I've been working on this this week, you've shown me specific people, specific relationships where I have I've allowed this, God, and it's, there was no reason for it other than me wanting to be in control. Father, my prayer for myself and all of us here is that we would just choose to be available to you, that we seek after you, we seek to be in your presence, and that through that experience, God, you're going to start drawing people to us where before we may have had the filter there, and we're just going to, it's not going to be present, and we're going to see how you're going to strengthen some relationships, you're going to, we're going to see how you're going to draw us closer to one another. God, and, and there is nothing that brings greater joy to you than for your people to be together, to be like-minded, and to worship you with one voice. So God, I just pray that you continue this working in us, that we be willing to let you work in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.